What's good, everybody? Welcome back to the Cheeky Crypto Podcast. Today, I am your sole host. I am JB. Obviously, Chris and Nick. We're not feeling too well right now, so you know, leave a little comment for the guys down below. Um, we do. We wish these guys the best of health. They're helping out us out so much in this market right now. So speedy recovery to Nick and Chris. So it's my first video for you guys solo. We're just kind of going to fly by this. Let's see how it runs, and hopefully we can bring you the good stuff. So hopefully this worked straight off the back, and we'll dive straight into the market. Where we're sitting here today, 222,350 different cryptos, 537 exchanges, with a 1.05 trillion market cap. Not much movement recently, guys. Last 24 hours, 0.19% for Bitcoin, 747 in the last week. The market's kind of trading sideways right now for Bitcoin. We kind of went over this in the last podcast we've done also. Nick's covered this also for you guys um, in the video he put up on YouTube. So we will carry on here to the Fear and Greed Index, and we're still sitting in a very neutral position. Again, you will find this on the Discord. It's linked in there. I think it's a good metric just to look for the market sentiment as to where we're going right now. And we can see we're slap bang in the middle, very neutral market, and really sure what the next move is. But we'll move into a couple of subjects I'd like to quickly run over today. And we'll start off here with CZ. Now he is alleging that FTX paid $43 million to different news organisations to publish HUD about Binance. This is no secret. We have covered this before. Spoke about this before. I think it's quite a shrewd thing to talk about right now. We know of reports before about FTX, you know, spreading HUD around other organisations, other exchanges. Binance are absolutely no exception here. But as the title does say, FTX funded FUD against Binance and the impact of AI and crypto was, uh, were discussed in a recent Twitter AMA with CZ, the CEO of Binance. So quickly move down here. There was a Twitter space talk here and CZ alleged that FTX paid $43 million to crypto news outlets to regular, regularly publish negative articles on Binance. Absolutely no secret here. No surprise here. Why would they not do it? You, you guys know we, we cover FTX. We covered SBF very regularly here. We knew something was going on. Chris, absolutely spot on with the call here. That there was trouble here for FTX. And was this their way of generating a little bit more money before, you know, all the, everything went down the pan, so to speak. So... Yeah, back into the article here, CZ claims that traders with short position look to generate negative news to better trade. Therefore, he is fine with crypto skeptics such as Peter Schiff criticising the industry as they don't get it, they don't understand it. Again, I kind of agree with CZ here that negative news was possibly the best thing for FTX to create around the likes of Binance. It helped their position to an extent. Let me know your thoughts on this one. I think it's it's interesting to a degree. But is it surprising? You no, know, we probably knew this was going on in space 
I think it's still going on in a space. We've seen recently Chris and Nick talk about the, the chat they had with the, the exchange. OKX, sorry for the delay. They, they came out and explained their position. I'd like to see more do this. CZ has done an article here, but I'd like to see him. I'd like to talk to CZ personally. I'd like the, the Cheeky Crypto podcast to have a, a chat with CZ. Let's try and make that happen. We'll reach out to him. We'll maybe reach out to him via Twitter. Let's try and get a chat with him. Clear up some speculation, some nonsense that's going around right now. I think that'd be brilliant. Let us know if you would like to see us talk with CZ. Let's try and make this happen. Moving on now. Something we have covered also here. It was only a few podcasts ago. I was talking about the Lazarus issue. And obviously now the FBI are looking into it. And they have now confirmed that North Korea's Lazarus was behind the $100 million Harmony Bridge hack. Very interesting. We have spoke about the likes of Russia, the likes of North Korea. It's hard to get factual information from these kind of institutions. We'll call them that for now. So to hear this, you know, it, it makes me a little bit happy. So we actually know something that is kind of going on. But this one here really caught my eye. It's claiming that North Korea is funding its nuclear weapons through cryptocurrency theft. Don't like to see this. It's horrible. How factual this is, you know, I'm kind of on the fence here. How how can anybody know right now what has funded anything that the likes of North Korea are doing? Very private state. So with a pinch of salt, it's still in the back of my mind. It's very concerning to read it, but with a pinch of salt, you know, that's where I'm going to be taking that. And obviously we've seen the likes of Binance and Huobi recovering 124 hacked Bitcoin. You know, great things there. But looking at this here the exploit of the DeFi protocols was rampant in 2022, we covered that loads we know that was going on, with cross-chain bridge hacks causing most of the damage, cross-chain bridge hacks accounted for 50% of DeFi hacks last year the Ronin bridge hack, Poly Network hack, Binance bridge were prominent targets for hackers and they exploited more than $500 million each but off the back of this you know actually seen some form of explanation as to why the hacks happened and where the money for these hacks went so for it to be going to North Korea you know it's not a great surprise right now is it really if you have any feelings on this at all you know let us know on this one it's it's one of the subjects it's it's something not to be surprised about but yeah it's happened and if it is funding nuclear weapons from crypto theft it's not good. Nobody wants to see theft in the first place, but if it is funding um, nuclear weapons, horrible things. Don't want to see this happen. Let's try and put an end to this. On a bit more bullish news here, is Australia ready to regulate crypto like a financial product? Let's hope so. I, I kinda, I'm kind of good with this. So again, the guys covered this, and it's necessary evil in the space. I would like to see this kind of regulation happen. I speak about it regularly. I'm kind of hoping that Australia, you know, maybe take the first step here. 
So we're seeing the Financial Service Minister, Stephen Jones, believes that there are good arguments to treat crypto as a financial product in Australian legislation. Go for it. Try it out. Be a leader. Start this off. Let it happen. Love to see it. I'm very excited for us to happen. It is a necessary evil. It's not going to be great, but it's also not going to be bad. It's one of those things. I think the space needs something else to happen. I know you guys are going to have massive thoughts on the likes of regulations in the space. I know you're very vocal on it. Please let me know. Let's create a bit of engagement here. Let's talk about the things that are going on. Let me know if you would like to see regulation. And then if also, if you're watching here from the likes of Australia, let us know what you feel about going on here. If you have any other news on this, let us know what news you have that maybe we haven't seen. There has been talks, obviously, over the likes of the last year the Australia government, see it there, the government hinted at token mapping as a priority. Definitely so. It's possible money they're missing out on. So I think this is something that's going to come into space probably sooner than later. I would like to see it happen sooner than later. So yeah, let us know what you think. We'll now move on to this one, which, yeah, we covered this before. To an extent, we spoke about the the banks in question here, so Signature Bank, see here, <laughs> and Silvergate Capital. So we are seeing here that the crypto banks borrow $13.6 billion from federal home loan banks to meet customer withdrawals. What does this tell us? It tells us, obviously, they do not have enough money in this bear market. So we'll just quickly read through here for those that are listening. Two crypto-friendly US banks have borrowed at least $13.6 billion from federal home loan banks to deal with tidal wave of customer withdrawals amid the digital asset bear market, and this is according to the Wall Street Journal. Again, absolutely no surprise. These, a lot of these banks will be on their knees. Folk are selling off assets, they're withdrawing, they're taking off exchanges. You know, you kind of know what goes on in a bear market here, guys. It's not, let's not be shy about this. And it's absolutely no surprise that the likes of these banks are struggling with funds. But we've also seen a little bit of news here about Signature Bank and Binance that, that less than $100,000 could not be withdrawn via SWIFT, a part of, obviously, Signature Bank. So it's another name that is popping up in the space quite a lot recently. So maybe not one to keep your eyes on, but it's one to keep in the back of your mind what's going on here. A hell of a lot of money. Let's be honest, guys, it's a hell of a lot of money that's um, been borrowed here, $13.6 billion. I think it does split it down here, yeah, it does. So the Wall Street Journal reports that crypto-friendly Signature Bank borrowed $10 billion from its local FH Bank in the fourth quarter of 2022. That figure represents the largest FHL loan by any bank in the last three years. Very interesting. But this next part also, Signature Bank's deposit reportedly dropped from nearly 103 billion to less than 89 billion 2022. So money going into the bank is dropping at a vast rate. Additionally, Silvergate Capital borrowed at least 3.6 billion, according to the Wall Street Journal Bank, which became a publicly traded bank in 2019, recently announced that it was 1 billion in the last three months of last year's bear market. Again, absolutely no surprise. We've seen this news before. So it's a bear market. We know exchanges, banks, lending platforms, they're all on their knees right now. We've seen this 
phenomenal pump in the market recently. You know, a lot of breathing space for these banks. But on the back of that, we're going to see a drop again. Very confident we're going to see a drop again. Later on in this podcast here, this little brief update for you guys, I'm going to explain to you why I feel a drop. It's a little bit of a, a look to, to next week. But I'll end this off here for the news parts, one that I'm quite excited about. Can Avalanche AVAX do 50x? Can it? Let me know if you guys think AVAX can do 50x in the next build run. Personally, I would like to see it. I like AVAX. A lot of good news also came out about AVAX recently. We've seen the likes of partnerships with Spot, uh, Shopify and Amazon. Excellent news. Great project. Great team. Really like it. So, just to quickly read off a little bit of the article, again, for those who are listening, Morgan Meek Morgan Creek Capital CIO Mark Dusko says that Avalanche AVAX has the potential to go on a massive surge and outperform the rest of the crypto market in the next cycle. Stop there. Outperform the rest of the market? Speculative. But I do expect it to do well. I cannot speak too much about it. You need to read into it more. You guys let us know what you feel about AVAX. How, how good a project do you feel AVAX to be? But in an interview, Paul Barron, the crypto veteran, says the smart contract platform could skyrocket 50x in the next bull market cycle, as long as Bitcoin and the overall digital, digital asset market succeed. Well, of course, that's, that's absolutely no secret. If Bitcoin doesn't succeed, a lot of coins won't succeed. Let's be honest here, that's the case. AVAX will obviously require the likes of Bitcoin Ethereum to do well to pull the market up with it. It's... That is what a bull run is. It's you know it's kind of how it works here. But fifty x on AVAX, it'd be great. I would I would see a nice return there. I, I invested in AVAX as part of my portfolio. So let me know what you guys think. Is AVAX a part of your portfolio? Would you like to see fifty x? Can it do fifty x? What can it do? Let us know in the comments below. So lastly, I will leave you with this, and this is why. I think next week is a critical moment in the space. So this is obviously displayed on Discord, and I'm dropping it here on this podcast for you guys. It's the upcoming events for the week, commencing the 30th of January, ending the 5th of February. <clears throat> Excuse me. 30th of January. A few announcements from Europe, the consumer confidence, the economic sentiment, the industrial sentiment, and the auction bond all on Monday the 30th. Not much, I don't think, will happen there, but it gives us a good view as to spending in the euro area. You can obviously see the economic and industrial sentiment, also consumer confidence, for the month of January. I think, obviously, we'll get a good outlook as to what's going on. Now, <laughs> if you can see this, obviously, the next two days are very interesting. January the 31st, a whole host of things going on. A couple of key things going on um, for the United Kingdom, mortgage approvals and lending for December. So we'll see the figures for mortgages uh, approving, obviously, lending from the banks. And also from America, we'll see the consumer confidence for the month of January. Again, a couple of things that are very interesting. But February the 1st, the day I started with Cheeky Crypto, the one I, I spoke about on the last podcast, which I thought, you know, it's going to be a bit of a baptism by fire. 
nationwide house prices year on year for the United Kingdom. How's that going to look out here? We obviously know what kind of market we are in. The core inflation rate and the unemployment rate for the euro area. Big figures coming out here. And hopefully you guys can see this at the bottom there. Manufacturing PMI for United, uh, for United States of America, but most importantly here is the Fed interest rate decision. This is at 7pm United Kingdom. This is going to be huge for the space. I think this will be all a part of the big turning point that I do predict going on um, next week. Yeah. February the 2nd, the Bank of England's interest rate decisions and the European Central Bank's interest rate decisions. May not move the market too much, but for us, the, 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 the kind of guys here that it does affect, you know, it's going to be very important to keep an eye on these. It'll just add up to you know, everything that's going on this week. And obviously we do see here on Friday the 3rd, we have the Eurovera's PPI. And then back over to America, we've got non-farming payrolls, the unemployment rate for January, and also the Institute of Supply Management's non-manufacturing PMI, which obviously your purchasing manager's index. It's all key stats, key figures that are coming out here. So definitely one to be keeping your eyes on, you know, do stress this to you guys very often to stay engaged in the space so you know what is going on. So we'll quickly wrap this up here. It's a nice short podcast. It's the first one I've done by myself and I hope it was okay for you guys. And I will obviously leave you with the usual. If you are going to trade, trade safely. Have a nice top a nice tight stop loss. Make great gains. Staying safe in the space. On your way out here, guys, please smash the like button. Subscribe if you're new or if you haven't subscribed. Please subscribe. Help the channel out, guys. Wishing Nick and Chris all the best for speedy recovery. Also, just want to quickly cover here also that Mike hasn't been on recently. He's got a couple of things going on in his life right now. His partner has injured herself and he's obviously having to look after his partner and his kid and running a full-time job company. We hope to have him back on here soon. We wish his partner a speedy recovery also. So, yeah. Comment below, guys. Let's talk about what we just spoke about in this podcast. See you next time out.